Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, August 28th, we look at the rhythms of rest. Join us as we explore how to find the Sabbath rest in the midst of chaos. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, here we go. Lesson 9, The Rhythms of Rest. But before we have our first memory text, uh, we're going to have a special announcement. Michael, go ahead and handle the announcement. Absolutely. We're just so excited that we're going to be starting a new school year this fall semester. So we want to welcome back our students. We know we have listeners from all over the place, but especially our students at Southwestern Adventist University. So uh, Pastor Swoops and I, um, some some of you that may be new to campus, we have a little fun with that soup and swoops. It goes with the, the podcast here. <laughs> uh, we had, uh, thanks to Tim Kasaka and our uh, shout out to our, our PR people here on campus, we had some really cool t-shirts that were made. So our first um, dozen students that, that swing by our offices this week, this week only, uh, we want to uh, invite you to just come by and say hi. And we've got uh, some pretty cool t-shirts. So free t-shirt giveaway. So uh, back to you. All right, so make sure you come and swing by this week only, right? Uh, So we're talking this week about the rhythms of rest, and as we're segmenting into our memory text, Genesis chapter 2, verse 3, you've probably heard this time and time again, but act like it's the first time and ask God, what is it that you want me to do with this? It says, then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it, he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. And that's New King James Version. So what is it that God is asking you to do with the Sabbath, because of the Sabbath? Uh, Michael, this goes straight into Sunday's lesson, which is a prelude to rest. Well, we have to go to Sunday to get to Sabbath, I guess. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> and that is in Genesis 1, this beautiful account of, uh, and, and I always like to tell my students, you know, there's been more commentaries written on the first well the first couple chapters i guess you'd say of Mm -hmm. genesis basically the creation story than any other passage in the entire bible and so we have this beautiful uh uh story here that is reminding us of god's creation that here he is creating all of this beauty around us to to live in and thrive and uh, the garden to tend it and so there they are the lights the 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 waters the firmament all of these things beautiful birds i always like to point that out you know god created the birds the other animals um god created so much richness on this prelude to rest that we begin to see god's handiwork and god cares about the small little things the small details uh you know i i've been um listening uh, to a really interesting book uh, that I would highly recommend. It's uh, it's by Heather Thompson Day. Yes. Uh, former communications professor at Andrews, now out in Colorado, and just came out with a new book, It's Not Your Turn. And she talks about how um, she was having breakfast, I think it was, with one of her good friends. And, and her friend said to her after listening, said, I think your God's too big. Mm. And he said, well, my God's actually in the details. 
God cares about the details of my life. Mm -hmm. So in other words, you'd made your God so big, he's concerned about the cosmos and all these other big things, but he's actually not really personally involved in your own life. You said your your God's actually too big, <laughs> if that's possible, right? And, and it almost sounds counterintuitive, you know, God, of course he's big, but... But, but no, God is involved in the details. Imagine God creating all those beautiful creatures, and, and that's exactly what's going on here. Uh, God creates all of this, and then he creates Adam. He creates humanity and breathes into him the breath of life. And eventually we get to the story where he creates both man and woman, you know. So there's there's both. There's it's, it's very relational all the way from the very beginning. And God said it was very, very good. good. Very good. So it's good and then very good. God had a plan. He has intentionality. He creates us in his image. Mm -hmm. And there is value. But even after all of that, we're told and given the command to rest. Yes, we are. Tell us, Buster. Yeah, so Monday's lesson, the command to rest. This is after he said it's very good, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so the command to rest comes, uh, the main text here is Exodus 28 through 11. Mm -hmm. uh, those of you who are old school Adventists, uh, my church, we used to recite this every Sabbath. Really? Yes. Wow. Uh, a lot of, lot of, uh, of African-American churches do okay. so or did yeah. so. Yeah. And it, By the way, I want to throw something in there. You yeah. know, all our early Adventist churches, yeah. they would have the Ten Commandments somewhere on a chart yes. in the sanctuary too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's very Adventist-y, if yeah, that's a word. <laughs> it is. It, you know, the first few times I'm like looking around and when I invited friends over to church, they said, yeah. what's that thing you guys say all the time? And it's like, uh, no, I promise we're we're not crazy. I promise it's, it's, it's in the Bible, right? Exactly. Uh, but remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy six days so you labor and do all your work. Mm -hmm. But the seventh day of the Sabbath of the Lord your God, you shall do not you shall do not any work because it gets down to verse 11. For in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them and rest the seventh day. Where Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and he hallowed it. He sanctified it. And it's asking, how does this correlate to creation? The, the command to rest, do as I do, right? God rested, and it wasn't because he was physically exhausted. Because it was very good, he sat back and he enjoyed what is very good. How many people do you know that work very hard and they never enjoy what, what they work very hard for? Uh, so God enjoyed what he worked very hard for, and the, the pinnacle of creation, which is mankind, he wanted to spend time with man. And so in creation, in creating man, he said, I want to spend time with you, but I also want us to spend time together in creation, enjoying what I made, resting. And this is why I give you this command, co correlating back to my seal, which is me as creator, mm -hmm. recognizing that I created you for a purpose to spend eternity with you. And eternity doesn't begin when I, when, when Jesus comes to the clouds of glory for, mm -hmm. you know, for the second coming begins when we have a true relationship with him and with the father according to, to i believe it's john chapter 17 verse 3 and this is eternal life that they may know the father and me whom you have sent and so this is how it correlates to creation that god created us for the purpose because he wants to spend time with us and he continues to want to spend time with us that's why he's given us the command to rest so michael tell us a little bit about those new circumstances yeah, so this is one of the most surprising things that after, you know, the beginning and then reminded of this, what you're telling us about here, 
uh, is that the children of Israel were given a very tangible and and, and if you're like me, I'm, I'm the kind of the teacher that likes show and tell. I, I like to bring in, you know, physical <laughs> things that, uh, and so, yeah, I, I just. It's, it's amazing to see your students' faces when you bring in books that are older than their great-great-grandparents. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> old, old books or, uh, you know, someone gave me, a good friend gave me uh, a Kellogg thing from the sanitarium it's a shocking device and my wife has assured me you can bring that in for show and tell you just can't shock any of your students <laughs> but you know it's fun to have those kinds of things and so here's a teachable moment where god is working with the children of israel and he gives them this profound and very tasty gift mm. manna yeah <laughs> this little uh, small little substance that uh, little wafers that were like honey you know and uh uh, so here they were, and, and they could gather it every day. but uh, And then on Friday, they would gather a double portion it would last. But if they tried to gather extra any other day, so I, I just want to gather all my manna up for the week, so I'll just you know take a whole bunch, um, it would spoil. It yes. would spoil. And and so God's trying to re- remind them, you know, so the, the manna itself is a miracle, and the manna that, that is preserved and collected a double portion on Friday for the Sabbath, would, would, that was even doubly miraculous there, right? So um, incredible, incredible story. By the way, I have some good friends of mine that have uh, been to Africa as, as missionaries, and they tell me a story about an Adventist school in Angola all the way back in 1947 where a number of missionaries, it's been documented, even people that I personally know who've gone there and, and has seen this uh, at, at various times, uh, that where there was actually this this manna, this kind of food substance, when the food supply completely dried up, there was drought and there was no mm. more access to anything. So we think of biblical times, uh, you know, of manna long, long ago. And, and naturally, I'm the kind of person, I'm very skeptical, like, no way. I mean, come <laughs> on, you're trying to pull a fast one on me. But but some, some people that I really respect that have actually gone to Angola uh, and and uh, at, at various times when that... that um, both historically, some of the missionaries that have been there, when the food has gotten scarce, that that this manna has has been a source of of, of food. So uh, God could do it thousands of years ago, the children of Israel, and uh, God can do it again. And here, through how the manna was done, just this incredible story and teaching moment, uh, the children of Israel, uh, what Sabbath really means. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but then we have some more tangible reminders. So uh, another uh, way or reason to rest. Uh, tell us what's what's happening. Well, it, it, it correlates between Exodus 28 through 11, which mm-hmm. we just went through in, yeah. in Monday's lesson with Deuteronomy chapter 5, 12 through 15. And to be honest, there's only really one word that's different. Mm-hmm. In Exodus 28, uh, eight, uh, verse 8, it starts off with this word, remember, mm-hmm. uh, zakar, right? But yeah. then it goes to Deuteronomy 5.12, and it starts with this word, whether you're reading the King James Version or the New King James. Uh, King James Version, it's the key, to keep, but mm-hmm. in the New King James Version, it's observe. And it's just from this word, shamar. Uh, and this usually comes with a command. You will observe this. You will yeah. keep this. Yeah. Uh, and it, it basically, this is Moses, uh, I believe God dictating to Moses, telling him to make sure that you don't just remember it, but I actually want you to do something about the remembering, right? Sounds like God's saying, I want to empower you. Exactly, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like... 
there's remembering your anniversary, Michael, but mm-hmm. then there is observing your anniversary. <laughs> well, sweetheart, I've got these roses for you, and I have to give them to you again. Exactly, it's right? It's that time of year. <laughs> yeah, smack, smack, smack. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. never mind. <laughs> but there's a big difference between that and saying, you know what? I not only do I remember, but I have a reservation planned out a month in advance. I'm prepared. I'm ready. Yeah. And I want to keep this day with you, right? Yeah, I, I, I value our relationship. I, I, and I love that word, Michael. Yeah. It's value. Mm. God wants us to value the Sabbath. Yeah. And therefore, to keep it, to observe it. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes remembering, we're like, oh, yeah, remember. Remember has so much more to it. I believe yeah. with that word remember is this word to observe. Yeah. And along with observe is the word to remember, right? You're not getting away from each other. They're not contradicting each other. They're complimenting each other. Yeah. yeah. And so it's a compliment. Uh, another reason to rest is so that we can observe and spend this time with God. Uh, and, and I love this as it gets down here to, towards the bottom of the lesson. Of course, creation is never far from the Sabbath commandments, even in Deuteronomy chapter 5. Despite the added reason to keep it, the liberation of Israel, uh, the liberation of Israel, in a sense, the liberation of Israel out of Egypt is a starting point of a new creation, right? Yeah. So we're starting afresh, we're starting anew, and this is one of the reasons why God is asking them to observe it. So I love this, and so, Michael, let's uh, finish this lesson off with keeping the Sabbath. Exactly. So uh, what is what does that look like, and what does it mean? You know, uh, it's one thing. You know, it's kind of like we're just talking about that anniversary, right? Uh, but if you actually say that that reservation you have could be as fancy of a restaurant as you want, but if all you're doing is looking at your cell phone, texting someone else the whole time, <laughs> I'd say you're distracted. I, I've seen that before, right? <laughs> oh, mercy. Let's not talk about that, right? So, yeah. So here's here's this whole uh, situation here, and, and that's really... Uh, what we're talking about here in the lesson is trying to cultivate an atmosphere of relationship. Mm-hmm. The Sabbath is about relationship. I used to be that. I was always, you know, I can't, you know, when sunset, the very minute, you know. Oh, and, yes. And then Saturday night, when's the minute of when sunset's over? In fact, we even publish it in our bulletins, right? <laughs> it's almost like encouraging this, you know, like, you know, that's when you'll know. I have a horrible, uh, I have a horrible habit that I've given my children. Yeah. Alexa, what time is Sabbath? Oh, yeah. What, oh, time, no. what, what time is sunset, right? Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and that really is what um, the Bible wants us to do, is to cultivate relationship. By the way, a powerful, powerful text, Isaiah 58, verse 13. Yes, yes. Um, if thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shall honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. Mm. And... You know, I, I've seen this verse used a lot of different ways, right? So I, I've heard some people use this and like, this is exactly how you're supposed to keep the Sabbath because you don't keep the Sabbath perfectly, you're you're going to be in trouble and you know where you're going to head up, end up, <laughs> right? And, and um, one of the things, I think that this text has been mistranslated. It talks about doing your own pleasure, but it's talking about... You're, if you look at the original there in the Hebrew, it's talking about your own business, business. pleasure yeah. or your own business interests, right? So it's saying how you can advance your own, you know, social standing and wealth. That's uh, true. That's really, because think about it for just a minute. Uh, going to church, 
having friends, yes, singing songs and worshiping and even reading the Bible. I sure hope that can be pleasurable. I, I hope so, too. I'm praying it. You know, I mean, it's almost like saying, oh, well, then anything that I enjoy, I can't do. So it's kind of like kind of like a dessert. If, as long as it tastes good, then it's not healthy or something. You know? <laughs> and God's saying, hey, it actually tastes good because I made this for you as a delight, as a special gift for yeah. you. And uh, I, I think this is really this is really important to, yeah. to really understand um what what this what this is what it's talking about by the way i'm gonna try to bring this home just a little bit Please, okay let's do it i was i was teaching a class on the sabbath the doctrine and history of the sabbath years ago and i remember i had some students in class and they said okay well there's this verse and we need to keep the sabbath but and and, and this is uh uh this is uh maybe um pg-13 or whatever a little disclaimer here for not for our younger kids but is it permissible obviously within the confines of marriage to have sex on sabbath yeah right yeah. you know um hey god created adam and eve in the garden of eden on, on friday night you know yeah and and so and and the proof text that i'm told again and again is this right here don't do your own pleasure well sex and sexuality in god's plan in a loving relationship should be i would hope would be pleasurable, right? Absolutely. And so people say, well, then that's your proof text that you shouldn't have sex on Sabbath. And I say, <laughs> well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The, you've got this all wrong. Because sex isn't about what you get. It's not about your own pleasure. Actually, um, sexuality really should be within the framework of a relationship. Yes. And when it's in a wholesome relationship where two people love each other, putting the other person's interests before their own. Yes. So instead of what it what you can get, it's what you can give. Mm -hmm. And and that's the most meaningful intimacy, these kinds of things. And that's what this is talking about is not doing your own pleasure, um, advancing your own business interests. That's not what this text is talking about. In fact, um, and so a holistic view of relationships, of uh, in this case, sexuality, um, and I would say the Sabbath, these are all intertwined. They're meant to be relational and it's meant to be about um, selfless, you know, selflessness uh, from the perspective of God. Amen. Yeah. So. I, you know, <laughs> correlating with that, with yeah. my, Michael, I love sure. going back to the original roots, which mm -hmm. is the Sabbath was before sin, right? Mm -hmm. uh, marriage was before sin. Uh, and, yeah. and, we, and we see this wonderful moment where Adam, Adam and Eve, yeah. their delight was yeah. found in each other and it was yeah. also found in God. Yeah. And God is okay with that. He, he created us to be social. He created us to find delight in one another and delight in him. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, uh, we go back, though, Adam wasn't tilling the ground yeah. by the sweat of his brow, right? Exactly. And so he wasn't working. He got a chance to take off from those duties so that he could cultivate his relationship with God and with his wife. Yeah. And so that it. that's what that's what we're called to do. That's what the Sabbath is. Relational. You know, every once in a while I have a student ask me, you know, well, Jesus says there's no giving in marriage and heaven and stuff like that. And, and you have to remember, he's like arguing with the Sadducees who don't believe right. in the resurrection. So yep. if you really actually think about this carefully, he's kind of making fun of them. A little, <laughs> yeah. little bit of... So what, do you, what, do you, what do you care, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. That's why we believe in the resurrection. A little bit of humor <laughs> here, right? I mean, Jesus had a sense of humor too. Yeah. And uh, so all, all of this is un, unwrapping, unpacking and... Uh, so, and, and, and my response to that has been with, with students is, I don't know what marriage is going to look like, but if God created something good for us in the Garden of Eden, just like the Sabbath is going to be for all eternity, that however God works this out, 
our relationships and the the beauty of marriage, um, somehow God's going to make that into something better than what we can even imagine here Amen. on earth. So I don't have all the answers, but I I I, I do I, I am concerned when people start using proof text without thinking very carefully of the context and what the words themselves mean. Right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So uh, on that that lovely thought, <laughs> we hope that as you keep your next Sabbath that you'll. Think of it in a relational way, Amen. both with you and God and those within your circle of your family and sphere of influence, whoever they may be, that God will bless those relationships and enrich them through the blessing of the Sabbath, that delight yeah. that he wants us to have. I don't think there's a better way to end this week's lesson than okay. that, Michael. <laughs> All right. Well, let's put a wrap. This is Sue. And Swoops signing, signing out. <laughs> As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.